Hello and welcome to FM On Demand with Tara Fitzpatrick, Food Management Magazine's podcast. I'm your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and today we are talking to two very interesting people. We have Chef Marta Hernandez of HHS, Healthcare Housekeeping Systems, and Chef Jason Patel of the Humane Society of the United States. And these two work together during the pandemic on a new line of sustainable plant-based bowls. So like several trends within one bowl. Very cool. And they did it all over Zoom. They are in two different time zones. They didn't get to do the tasting and that kind of back and forth. So they they kind of did this in a new way. And I I think it's a good example for like moving forward, how um, you can collaborate in a culinary way virtually. So it it was really interesting to see how they did this and my worlds are colliding because I am working on an article about bowls and I'm trying to come up with a name for it that isn't a pun that I've already used like the bold and the beautiful so we'll see what I come up with but this is going to be kind of um, hopefully like a companion piece to this podcast because um, bowls are like really still going strong it's a trend that um, it has staying power because you can do, do so many different things and they're so versatile and as you'll see talking to these people today you can make it like a showcase for plant-based and the things that you're doing for that type of thing so please enjoy thank you for listening welcome marta and jason thank you so much for being on the podcast Thank Thank you you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be delving into this project that you guys worked on. And I think it's really interesting because we, everybody had to start doing things so virtually, like during the height of the pandemic. And you guys did something really tough, which is plan a whole new menu and create recipes. But you guys did this like over Zoom. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we started in October of 2020 um, with our partnership. And then when uh, basically everything shut down and COVID happened, you know, we just kept on pushing through. We're like, no, we're, we're going to go still create. Marta asked us to help create some um, uh, some plant-based uh, bowls. And so we're like, okay, it's part of what's called sustainables. And um, yeah, we, we, we pushed through and, and created them. And, and I think they're going really well. Yeah, yeah. So you guys were in two different locations. Where were you based during this time, Marta? I am based in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so you you were there. And then where were you, Jason? Um, I'm up in Yakima, Washington. Okay, so different time zones at at that. (laughs) So even crazier. So was it um, when they came at you with the project, do you feel like the idea of bowls came first or the idea of plant-based came first? Um, you know, we were, we were HHS, we were developing a, a, the global bowl um, program. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then yeah, it obviously it makes sense to have a sustainable, uh, a sustainable portion of that program. Um, just because it, it it melded so well into the, the you know the whole uh, the whole picture that we wanted to put together the whole story that we wanted to put together about about bowls and we wanted to tell a story about you know flavors and 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 culture and um, and sustainability 
So it made sense to partner. It made sense to partner with uh, with Jason, the Humane Society, and and it's been really, really just gangbuster successful. And, and everything we partner with, not just the Global Bowls. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool because it's like two very great organizations sort of pairing up. Like I, I've written a great deal about both HHS and the Humane Society of the U.S. And both are like really sort of just on the ball with like um, plant-based stuff and like innovative ways and ways most important to make it like delicious. <laughs> delicious. Delicious is always first. It is, it is. Absolutely. So tell me about one of the bowls, like just as an example of like how you collaborated on it and then how the bowl came to be. Cause I, I've got a few pictures of it that I'll, I'll share with our readers for sure. Cause they're just amazing to look at, but I wonder if you guys could walk me through, like, how did it work to collaborate on like one of those? Sure. Um, uh, oh, no, go go ahead. Ahead. no, 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 Jay, no, uh, please. I was actually going to say, sure. I'll let Jason, uh, you know, start with that one. <laughs> Um, so when we when we uh, collaborated with HHS, you know, we started asking just the general questions. You know, what what is it that we can help? You know, how can we design recipes for you? What's you know the first concept? So we went with that sustainable um, concept, and and um, you know the, the first part of it was just you know, starting to ideate the the different you know different recipes. Um, you know, I have a I you know I think Martin and I have kind of the same kind of wavelength of, you know, like we both worked in kitchens, you know, I, I worked in um, professional kitchens. I, I was actually in a hospital. I was executive chef in a hospital here okay. for um, some time. So, you know, I, I, we, we have a great view of the, of the same, you know, end result. Um, so, you know, we start with ideation and then, you know, I, I type it up. I'll, I'll just kind of conceptualize everything, um, write out what I think goes into the bowl and then I'll present it to Marta and, you know, then we discuss it and find out, you know, is it something that can be done? There were a couple of times where, um, you know, they were not able to procure things. You know, I was going that kind of off, you know, a little, a little further than I, you know, what they can do. So we yeah. toned it back and figured out what they are able to get and then design that recipe based on what they're on our, on our conversations. Yeah. So how was that process for you, Marta? Just like in terms of getting it, what were some of the sort of obstacles, like, as opposed to just doing this, like in person, like how, how did you sort of make it work for you? So, you know, I think, um, obviously when you work with, with, with someone on, uh, on recipes, it's, it's important to hello, taste the food. (laughs) Um, and that was obviously not going to happen together. We, we, we couldn't taste the food together. We couldn't stand in the kitchen and, and make it together. But, um, you know, Jason was really, really accommodating um, with us. And he would, he did the ideation and we went through it on, on our end. And it was, it was phenomenal. And we said, yeah, let's move forward. So as he would put these things together, we would obviously review the recipe and, and being in healthcare, um, our organization works, you know, a lot with GPOs, um, and there's a, you know, standardized MOGs, <clears throat> managed order guides, and there's some items that are just not on that MOG, um, yeah. or that it would be more difficult for for our folks to procure. Um, so we had to kind of grab that 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 ideation or that that menu or I'm sorry that recipe and and walk through the ingredients. Um, and we didn't want anything that was, you know, too highbrow, so to speak, just because um, 
we didn't want to scare <laughs> we didn't want to scare anybody <laughs> away to be approachable yeah. yeah we wanted to be we wanted it to be approachable because let's be honest in 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 contract food service if if it's not approachable then it's that much more difficult not only for on an hourly uh, perspective an hourly worker perspective but also from a customer perspective mm-hmm. um, you know we wanted it to be something uh, comforting and tasty and colorful and, and full of texture and good for you and, and good for our environment, but not polarizing. Um, So we would grab those recipes and we would walk through and kind of tweak um, certain ingredients here or there. And then our, our team would, um, it would go back to Jason. He would, he would adjust. They would come back to us and he had already made it and made it, had a picture of it. But then of course, we would do it the same on our end and taste and look and, and take pictures and say, okay, he hit it on the nose. This is the one. And then we would move forward to the next. Um, so it, it, it kind of was a lot of, uh, of going back and forth, but it was really a, a terrific partnership. I mean, you know, just everybody's trying to be Johnny on the spot for each other. So it was, it was actually really pretty painless. It was, it was, it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Like when everyone's like, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's get through it for sure. Absolutely. And the one that really caught my eye that um, just a few that I have pictures of now is the Faro risotto bowl. Mm-hmm. That looked amazing. And there's also penne pasta um, bolognese. So that's, yep. is it a plant-based bolognese? Yes. So it is. Yeah. That's, that's known as like the meat sauce. So like, what what, what do you do with that? Um, So, so the, uh, the bolognese is actually made of with cauliflower and mushrooms. So, you know, so you, you, you process it just to, you know, kind of break it down so you get like a, you know, more of that same texture that bolognese would be. Um, but now it's, you know, completely plant-based, but, you know, it's the same flavor profile. It's the, you know, tomatoes, it's the slow cooking, it's the spices, the garlic and onions, you know, all the same components that go in there, you know, um, you know, when you, the way I look at food is that it's, you know, especially plant-based food is I don't look at things I'm taking out. I'm actually just looking at the food itself. Like, you know, how do I make this delicious, you know, regardless of what's in it, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, if I look at a regular bolognese and I've worked in, you know, many, you know, independent restaurants and I've made plenty of different types of bolognese before, okay. but, you know, it's never really, I, I would never really taste the meat, you know, the, the, the more the, it's, it's a combination of everything that goes into it. So that's the way I approach it. And that's, that's how that came out, came, yeah, came to be. Yeah. In the classic version, isn't there milk in it? Uh, and yes, there is some type of dairy. Um, in this particular case, uh, we didn't, I, I didn't okay. actually add that or anything, but, you know, um, it's still, uh, still, hearty, delicious, you know, it still comes to that same profile. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just a different way of making it, but it still comes out to that same, um, you know, comforting, you know, comfort foods, you know, especially with hospitals. Yeah. Comfort food is such a big deal because it's, everybody needs to be comforted nowadays. So it's very true. Well, absolutely. And let's face it, if you're in the ho- hospital, nothing's good happening unless you're having a baby. Oh my gosh. So true. Amen to that. That's right. true. <laughs> so, so that's, that's part of that, that whole thing about, we wanted it to be approachable yeah. because um, you know, the caregivers are incredibly stressed out yeah. and the, the people that are at the hospital visiting their loved ones are stressed out. So mm-hmm. we, we, we don't want them to have to come into our, our facilities, our cafes and bistros and, and have to think too hard about Yes. What, what even is this? <laughs> right. they, they, you know, we wanted it to, to look great, to smell great, 
to taste great and when and and to offer them that that sort of that comfort from a flavor profile but also you know offer things that would help prop them up prop up their themselves physically and their spirit um because we don't know what they have you know ahead of them so you know that's a a, a big you know uh part of this is that you know it, it's for uh it, it's for the caregivers. It's for the the the, the families, you know, that, that are there visiting. Um, so it it was important that it had to be approachable. Yeah, and having those things that make you feel better, like whole grains, like the faro. Like after you eat it, you're going to have the energy to face that either as a caregiver, somebody who's visiting, or you know, somebody who's in the hospital themselves. So is this this is mostly for the retail side then? That kind of brings me to my next question. Like, is some of this on the patient menu? So. This is we, we we started off this 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 journey of ours, um, and it was for the retail side. Mm -hmm. um, they've been successful in our um, patient world, where a vegan patient on a regular diet can absolutely have uh, have one of these, um, and on our senior living um side it it also has been successful because obviously the independent uh, population you know yeah, gravitates toward yeah, this right. kind of eat yeah absolutely gravitates toward uh this kind of kind of eating um so it's it's i don't know it just struck a chord in every, everywhere we put it <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah i always forget um with on the patient side, like there's so many limitations because it's like for every ailment that you possibly have there, there's a special, like what types of food they can have. So that, that limits yeah. you a little bit, but yeah, that's, I didn't realize that the, the seniors were getting a taste of it too, which is awesome because yeah. there still is kind of that generation for senior dining where it's like very meat and potatoes. So it's, it's great to get them to step outside of that. Right. Absolutely. But, but you know what, there's something going on in seniors too right now where the silent generation, which is the jet, the meat and potato generation that we're talking about is, yeah. is advancing in age and mm -hmm. moving, you know, moving, uh, especially in a CCRC situation, they're moving from independent to assisted to, yeah. you know, uh, that end of life. Yes. But then, right. But then the new folks and, and we're, we're on the precipice of the largest, you know, senior population in the history of the United States Baby boomers. Um, with the boomers. That's right. And they're well, they're well educated, they're well traveled, and they have different expectations. So when, when the younger set of those folks that are in those senior uh, facilities are, are really the ones that are that are um, gravitating toward it more than more than uh, more than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. oh. Jason, do you feel like as customers are getting more savvy, like not just seniors, but on down to like little kids, they know what plant-based is. Like, do you feel like your job with the Humane Society is getting easier because people are like getting to be more accepting and don't think it's so polarizing anymore to have something that's not necessarily labeled vegan, but like something that has more plants in it? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's kind of twofold. You know, one, you know, so we work with a lot of food service companies and, and also self-operated um, uh, uh, you know, institutions or, you know, uh, and so um, when we're looking at those, 
a lot of them were coming back with us, you know, unfortunately because of COVID, you know, labor issues and, and, you know, just, you know, having problems with, you know, securing procurement, you know, the supply chain issues. Um, so those are the, the big challenges that we have right now, but with, you know, what we do is we take what we can knowing that, you know, and, and Mark has been a great help, you know, letting us know what is available. So, you know, from there, we're able to create, you know, dishes that do satisfy, you know, little kids, you know, um, teenagers, you know, you know, every way, everybody across the board, because we work with college universities, we work with K-12 systems as well. And, um, you know, and everybody do, does want some type of plant food, you know, plant-based food, you know, on their menus now, because it is such a, a wide, um, well, I think it's delicious. I mean, period. I mean, it's just, you know, we make, you know, you make good food. People are going to come to it regardless of if it has, you know, any animals or, or not, you know, yeah. it's just making good food. And um, I think with people, you know, with that, with those uh, barriers down and saying, yes, you know, I think I will try this, you know, and it just opens their eyes and like, oh, this is really tasty. Okay. So I don't have to have a burger <laughs> seven days a week. I can have, you know, a couple of these bowls, you know, and it just, you know, it starts, that's a snowball effect. You know, it starts from there and then they start seeing more and more options. You know, I, I was, I remember working in restaurants going, oh, you know, stir fries oh steamed vegetables you know that's that's what plant-based is and it's totally not i mean a majority of the world doesn't eat you know meats and and look at the beautiful food in india and china and you know part other parts of the world just it's just wonderful so that's it, it's great to see that people are being more accepting of it now mm-hmm. and I, w- I will tell you there's a crazy phenomenon too that when we started with these um even in the most difficult markets like uh alaska i'll give you an example mm-hmm. talk about meat and potatoes oh, Al- alaskans are meat and potatoes folks or, or you know and meat including obviously fish because they, they it's eat whale them. meat in yeah. a lot of communities up there it's whale yeah so they um you know we thought they were going to be the hardest sell mm-hmm. but i'll tell you what they have embraced it and they don't miss they don't even ask, oh, can you add meat to it? You know, they, they don't, they don't even, they don't even do that. They just eat it and enjoy it. And what's interesting is that since the introduction of, of, of the sustainables, um, folks are more um, likely to try something now with, mm-hmm. with that, that is labeled plant-based than they were before. Because now they know that, man, this is really good. And I don't even miss that, that meat, you know? Um, So it's really kind of cool to see how folks have said, oh, okay, well, this isn't, um, this isn't terrible as I thought, (laughs) you know what I mean? They'll come back and say, oh, that was delicious. So now when we do a, 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 a meatless entree, they're more apt to say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give, give it to me. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so, cool. it's, it's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think it really is a result of just like kind of breaking down those walls where it's like, you don't feel like, oh, that's, this is for the vegans and I'm not a vegan. So right. I, it's not for me. That stuff is, we need to save it for the vegans because I, I don't want to take it away from them. Or it's like, you can say that I'm an omnivore or I'm a meat eater who happens to love vegetables, like in the sure. flexitarian idea, or I heard a new t- term, reducitarian, where you just want to reduce the amount of meat that you eat, period. Sure. Like you're but like try to get quality, you know, cuts of meat and like humanely raised meat when you can. So it's like, you're not, you don't have to go like crazy. Right. And that's, that's, that's kind of a, a, a part of, of all this as well. 
Um, you know, we're as a company, we are moving forward with partnerships and sourcing um, better, uh, better for you meats. So, you know, we, we work with a company, Joyce Farms, and they have some phenomenal like heritage breed animals that are not only grass raised, but grass finished, and they're even slaughtered in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it um, we're doing what we can where we can because it's the right thing to do, yeah, um, yeah. you know, for, for all involved. Um, obviously it's, it's a little bit slower going in my sector. It's hard. Um, yeah. It's hard because, you know, hospitals work on a very tight budget. Yeah. Um, and there are, um, you know, constraints there, but I, th- I think we're finding that instead of a six ounce portion, folks will be okay with a smaller portion, as long as it's a better quality product and it's better for the environment. So the days of, oh, can I have another scoop of that? (laughs) You know, are are really, I I see less and less of that. Um, You know, if you're you're presenting one of these bowls that are so beautiful, Mm -hmm. they don't really push back and say, well, how come there's only that much of whatever? You know what I mean? Um, They're they're looking at it as a whole and this is a big bowl of love and it's going to be good for me. And then they enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to get full with all those whole greens, legumes, leafy greens, like absolutely. And I I think it's so great that um, as a company, you guys are looking to get that better quality meat because I don't think we're ever going to get rid of factory farms. Like I, I don't know. We kind of need them. It's, I don't want to say that we never want to have them anymore, but I think as more farmers that are doing the grass fed, they see that people really want that, then more people will start doing it like that, which is awesome. So, yeah. And, and yeah. For, and for sure, I think us, all, all of us on this call, we're all in the, just in one way or the other in the food business, right? So it's, it, it, it behooves us and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's our responsibility to educate. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, not everything can be, you know, uh, grass fed and finished and not, you know, I get that. But if we make a concerted effort to reduce the damage that we do, mm-hmm. that multiplies. That's sure. that's huge. Even if you start supporting these 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 farms that want to shift to uh, regenerative agriculture, but can't because the you know, the Monsantos and I, I don't want to get poli- too crazy political on this thing. Yeah, it's, you it's know, reality though. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it's difficult for the, for the American farmer. We're feeding the world, but we're, but we're certainly not making it easy on these folks to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's really a domino effect and, you know, everything that we consume either helps or hurts. Yes. I want to, I definitely want to get more farmers on the podcast and ranchers. Mm-hmm. So if anybody who is listening, like a, if you're a grass fed rancher, get a hold of me and we can, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just the, the more that people know about it. And, and I just, I, that's, I love this partnership between you guys. Cause it's sort of like the education factor is kind of like where it all comes together. Super cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So any other fun facts that we should know about this? Cause we're almost at time. Um, you know, um, I think that for us, what we want to share is that it that it started with this this one project, and now our partnership has really grown because Chef Jason is helping us with 
um, some some meatless features that we have um, all over our menu. And now the big the big portion is that we're looking at our patient menu and seeing and seeing how we can make positive changes to our patient menu and. Um, Chef Jason and, and, and those guys at the Humane Society have been just phenomenal partners to work with. They're super supportive. Um, it, it's just been, I can't say enough how it's been a pleasure. And I, and I hope other companies, uh, you know, join us in, in this, you know, and, and, and let's make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I just take off Marta from there is, is that it's, it's been a great collaboration with, with HHS and, you know, they're leading the way, like, you know, they're, you know, they're showing other companies who are saying, no, we can't make these changes because of these issues, of these barriers, mm-hmm. you know, HHS is going, no, we can do it. We, let's yeah, find yeah. ways and, and we'll work together. Um, it's all baby steps. You know, we've start real small and it just keeps on snowballing. Um, and then, you know, as she said, we're, we're looking at now the patient menu, you know, which is, you know, a big, um, a big side, you know, big, you know, task, you know, <laughs> we're, we really want to do, but it, it's important because, you know, food is, you know, food is medicine. Food is, 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 you know, is what it's healing. It helps you. Um, and if we're able to make that small change and this, you know, start so make that snowball effect and keep on going, keep on going, you know, it, it's, I think it's gonna make a huge positive change on everybody. Oh yeah. Yep. And as you said, you guys do seem to share a mindset, like a, a can-do attitude. And I think it's so inspiring. And, and I know that our, our listeners are getting inspired too. So thanks so much to both of you. And I, I'm going to keep up with you and see where this goes. So we'll have you back sometime. Oh, absolutely. We'd Wonderful. love to share, share uh, all our new things that we're, we're working on with, uh, with the Humane Society. Absolutely.